Hey everyone, welcome to the Wild and Uncut podcast brought to you by Ruger. I'm your host, Christy Titus. Thank you for tuning in. The line is going hot, so let's go full send on this episode. The same amount of attention goes into our accessories, so without a doubt, extremely rugged, extremely reliable optics and accessories. What's cool about our company, we're coming up on 30 years, but from day one, you know, as we're talking about night hunting, our owner and founder, you know, night hunting in Australia, and he still does to this day. Hey everybody, thank you for joining me for the Wild and Uncut podcast. I am in a hotel room <laughs> right now uh, with my good friends from Night Force Our Optics. I've got Carlos Raff and Sean Murphy here, and um, we are literally um, like end of week. We've been doing an ambassador summit, and uh, yep. we're in the Holiday Inn Express motel room. Yes. <laughs> Classy digs. <laughs> we, we're right up there in the class level. Where else do podcasts happen? That's right. Well, yes, that's a, this is where everything happens here. Um, so, Carlos and Sean, why don't you tell everybody that's listening that has no idea who you are, like what your official titles are with Night Force and everyone knows who he is. Well, let him, I mean, let him he's, start. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. <laughs> so I'm training manager for the company. Um, started in sales, was in marketing. So yes, I've been around for. About a decade now, and um, ten people tend to see me shooting matches and visiting dealers and shows and a variety of stuff. So, and not just shooting matches, like you and your shooting partner, Greg. Um, what's Greg's last name? Hamilton. Hamilton. You guys shoot as a team, and you're virtually undefeated. We have a pretty good track record going. Like so. virtually, like I think they've literally been beat. Once it's been a couple times, but we okay. We've we have a pretty good win streak. They're they're incredible shooters. He's an incredible asset to the team at Night Force, and and you're incredible in product development. You know, from the branding side, training aspect. You know, just bring such a wealth of knowledge to the company and for the brand. And you know, not only are you good at your job behind a gun, you are really good at operating. So um, it's. It's awesome to be around you. Like, I love listening to you talk about guns. And, um, Carlos, you're not far off. You're just a little bit younger. Right, right. Well, I have, <laughs> I have not been in this industry for a decade. No. Yeah, I know no, you're I haven't. like 22. It's fine. Hey, I know. I hey, just turned 27. Oh, <laughs> you yeah, barely missed my birthday. Really 27. No, I, I started with the company in 2016, building the ATAC RF1 line. Uh, from there, went to customer service, did that for a while, partnered up with the Horace Vision did their marketing for just a little bit, mm-hmm. sister company of Night Force Optics. And then earlier this year in February, Sean decided it was a good idea to have a employee under him. So now I'm working for working with Sean as a field trainer, going around the country and training people, training uh, counter staff how to use the product mostly. Got exposed to my first uh, shooting competition, shooting matches. I shot two of them this year. The NRL Hunter match over in Tennessee. Had a blast. You I liked actually, it. I actually used that rifle. Ah! Not much of the NRL Hunter style of rifle, but I shot in the basic class, had a great time, learned a lot from Sean and all the other guys that were at the competition. But and, you uh, have a military background. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you yeah. jumped into working for Night Force and you had no idea what was going on. Right. You, you know, you've got some experience behind right. you and it speaks a lot for, you know, what you bring to the table for Night Force as well. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I had uh, I'd seen my first Night Force optic in the military. I had no idea what it was. 
No idea. Um, lo and behold, it, it was actually made in the town where I graduated from. So I actually went to school in Orofino, Idaho, which is where Night Force Optics is based out of. Saw them, was exposed to them, Googled them. They were hiring, put in an application and got the job. So pretty weird story. It's a great fit, actually. Kind of small town, right. hometown guy. Right. And, and that's one thing that's great about Night Force Optics is every scope, when a customer goes out to purchase this product the hands of somebody at Night Force have literally inspected and touched that optic. And, mm-hmm. and the, you know, the, the whole brand and the whole culture behind the company is rugged, reliable, repeatable. And there's so much that goes into that, Sean. Like, tell everybody, like, a backstory of what makes Night Force Optics, like, one of the best optics, if not the, I'm a little biased, whatever, the best optic in the world, whatever, you're, you can draw your own opinion after this conversation, what you guys think about them, but, um, you know, numerous world championships, king of the two mile, special operations, SOCOM contracts, like, tell everybody a little bit about what these scopes are being used for, like, who's using, who's buying these? So, uh, our philosophy, our... Uh, our phrase, if you will, our ethos is rugged, reliable, repeatable. Uh, so what does that mean? You know, we, we want products that work as they should out of the box. On the surface, that sounds like a very simple concept. You, know, you buy a product, it should be built right, it should work when you need it. Uh, we take that a step, not ju- a step further than that, not just should it work, should it work in the worst environments mm-hmm. when the shots really matter. So we put a lot of time and attention on the, the design phase. You know, you got to meet some of our engineering team this week. Uh, you got to see the production, you know, the quality of the components coming in that we use, the quality of the parts that we make ourselves, the assembly that we do, the QC checks. You know, we put a lot of time, attention, and detail into all facets from the design to the building to the QC of the scope so that when you take it out of the box, you have confidence it's ready to go. Uh, we understand that our customers that want that or the customers out there that want that are at the pinnacle of what they're doing, regardless of if it's a hunter going, you know, on the hunt of a lifetime, a guy going to a national world championship, uh, an operational, you know, sniper law enforcement in your local community that might be taking a life-saving shot, or a guy going overseas to protect the country. Uh you know, they need something that, you know, regardless of the instance, they can take, have confidence in, have trust in, and the product's going to work when they need it to. So we take that to heart, you know, and to do that, that's why we put that time and attention in that not everybody else does. And um, we don't make cheap scopes, and you know, some of our scopes might be a little heavier than some of the others that might be out there, but we want something that works and is ready to go for any of those, you know, or any possible use for a rifle scope that you can trust and have faith in that we've built it robust we've checked it and you know you're you, we don't want the consumer to be our warranty department we don't want to sell on a warranty we say the best ones you don't have to use uh we do have a warranty but at the end of the day we want you to buy the product for the products is yeah. what you need to succeed and that's the one thing you touched on a little bit i hear it quite often people are like man those scopes are heavy they're really not heavy. Like our NX, NX8 line is what, 28 ounces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a moderately heavy optic. However, when we took apart and kind of looked at this dissection this week of turret weight, body frame weight, um, the weight of the glass, mm-hmm. the weight of the, of the components inside the optic, when you dissect that out, you know, when your body tube weight is only 20% of the total weight of the scope, I know as a consumer looking at that now, 
if you guys are to make a lighter scope, something has to give. There has to be a compromise in a component. So maybe the turrets aren't as robust. Maybe the body tube is not as robust. And when you lighten it up, um, you can be compromising the durability um, of that optic. And and I don't know how many people out there, you know, that are hunters or, you know, you've been in a shooting event and, you know, you've dumped a gun. You know, you're, you're, the, a lot of these, especially in competition settings, your, your, your firearms are heavy. If your bipod's not quite stiff enough and you dump it over on its side, you know, with a night force optic, you're pretty dang confident almost to that 100% that, your optic's going to be fine. It's still going to track. It's going to perform. Um, and, you know, I pick up my gun and like, oh, on we go. And so there's a lot of comfort that goes into that. But beyond that, in, inside the factory, you guys are testing. Um, what is your test called? What is it? The impact, the, impact, the impact, impact test. The impact test. Okay. I, sorry, I blanked on that. The impact test where you <laughs> literally have these people in there that have um, a collimator. And they line the optic up in this columnator and they make sure that the reticle in the columnator is matching up with the reticle in the optic so that all of your subtensions are etched in the in the actual reticle itself. So the reticle is about the size of a dime. And every subtension in that reticle is is etched in that glass. So they actually fracture the glass. So in this columnator, they go in and they inspect and make sure that every etching is absolutely perfect to the subtension that it's supposed to be. And then they take and they beat the scope <laughs> sideways, upways, like all these different directions. And every time they 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 impact test that scope, they put it back on the columnator, run a rev up, run it left, run it right. And make sure that everything is tracking, that the the reticle is looking good before it ever goes in a box. Right, right. There's a lot of other things that go into that. So when you put it on a collimator, it's a basically a fixture with a reticle inside of it. And it's superimposing the reticle and the collimator to the to the scope. You're checking for reticle tilt. You're checking, like you said, all the subtensions in your reticle line up with the reticle that's in the collimator. You can also test tracking by running your elevation and windage. It's a, it's a very useful tool, but it's basically proving that when it's used in the field and you run your elevation up and down, and it, if it were to be abused, like you said, it tips over, mm-hmm. and we're simulating impact. We're simulating and trying to get the scope to fail here so we could either fix it, re- rebuild it, or send it down the line because it's, I mean, if it is going to fail, it's going to happen there when mm-hmm. we're abusing it. There's nothing that I can think of that I am going to do in the field on purpose that is going to simulate that much abuse. So if it's going to fail, it's going to happen there, and then we're going to correct it. And that's, I think that's really what, what sets night force optics apart in, in a major way. The other thing you guys are precision uh, manufacturing accessories. So I think, you know, coming into the shooting industry, there was a lot of people like in my dad's era that were like, oh, you have to hand lap your rings on your scope mounting accessories, your bases and rings, and you have to hand lap them and sand them down and get them to line up with your optic perfectly so that everything's in line. And night force accessories, your rings, your bases, they're so precision machined that actually if you do that, it voids a warranty. Right, right. We've come a long way in technology and machining equipment and everything like that that 
when we give an internal or an inside diameter spec, it is like we make 30 and 34 millimeter rings. Like inside di diameter, you could not get it more perfect to those 30 and 34 millimeter specs. So just the amount of attention that we put on our QC process with our scopes, the same amount of attention goes into our accessories. So without a doubt, extremely rugged, extremely reliable um, optics and accessories. Yeah, we uh, we like to say, you know, you have the best rifle in the world and the best scope in the world, but if you can't properly link them together, they're they're both useless. Right. Uh, useless. So that's why we, you know, not every optics company has its own accessory line. Mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> to us, we want to make sure there's a quality option. There's a lot of great mount companies out there, but we also want to have our own rings and bases that a customer can have confidence in to properly mount that scope so that it helps hold that zero, hold that recoil, hold that abuse in the field. Because, um, yeah, it's, that that's we still have warranty concerns or questions or stuff happen in the field. I don't know what's going on. Um, usually we trace it. It's not a problem with the scope. It's a problem in the mount. So that's why there's a lot of time and attention. We have our own, and then like our customer service team does a lot of diagnosis work with the customer to to make sure that it is mounted correctly, torqued in place, things like that, because that usually solves a lot of problems on the precision rifle side. And mm -hmm. so, A couple, you know, basic checks for people. Is your Picatinny rail loose? <laughs> Did you probably mm -hmm. torque your rings and bases? Did you torque them to the specs from the manufacturer? And if you have, if you don't know what those are and you don't know that you've done it or, or someone has done it for you, Man, it's, there's a lot of great YouTube, YouTube tutorials out there to learn how to properly mount optics. It's super easy to do. I'm actually working on one right now that I'll be releasing later this year for people that don't know how. It, you know, if they're overwhelmed by that, if they feel like it's, you know, above their pay grade, if you will, it's something you can easily learn. Right. And then you have that confidence. Like if you have a malfunction with anything on your, you know, optic system, like, hey, man, I, I torqued the rings, I torqued the bases, I did it myself, I know it's solid, I just double-checked them. It takes that one layer of um, a circle of components out of, you know, potential problems. And, um, you know, Night Force is great for rugged, reliable repeatability. And, um, man, you guys are, I mean, your contract work that you, you guys are landing, um, how many con military contracts do you guys land this year? Uh, so you pretty much this year we've it. got several, yeah. yeah, so we, over the last several years, um, U.S. Special Operations Command has looked at a modernization or update of their different optics, and uh, we've competed for one from their carbine program to all the way on their sniper rifles, so there's a SVPS, RVPS, PVPS uh, suite of optics. Um, that's the, the really big one that people see in very visible big dollar amounts, but... Um, you know, we have military customers and partners all over the world, um, particularly in the special operations community, guys we can talk about, guys we can't talk about. But uh, we're very fortunate that uh, we feel that's the quality of the product, you know, that it's something that increases their capability on the battlefield, but it's also something they can trust. Yeah. It's something that they can jump out of a C-130, they can swim out of a submarine, go do their mission, and the product, you know, in case you know, our part of the system can perform for what they need to do with it. And one thing, like, you know, we talk about, it's tough, it's rugged, it's repeatable. You guys actually have de developed through Horus, the CATS target, which is a really cool target system you guys can get at home. You you basically level up a sheet of plywood, you mount this target, it's like a $12.99 target, super, anybody can buy it. And you hold the same aiming point and you run your turrets. So, you you know, you run it to one mil, you run it to two mils, you run it to three and you hold the same aiming point. And as you shoot, you literally watch 
your impact shifts move up this target and then you can run it back down and you can test that trackability of your optic and, right. and verify like, Hey, is my optic really, if I'm supposed to be moving it five mils, is it really moving five mils or is it moving four and a half? Right. And you can really test the accuracy that you're getting from that. And, and night force scopes before they leave the factory, you guys are testing them on the columnator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and along with that cast target that you're talking, very useful tool. I found that it can also identify issues if I mounted the scope, le- scope incorrectly. So if let's say if it was tilted in the rings or if maybe I'm canting it in, on my shoulder or something like that and I don't have a bubble level and I'm not tracking that, I can identify that with the target. So I know the turrets in our, in our scopes, I mean, they're going to run. They're going to track true up and down. As long as they're mounted up correctly, it's going to be a straight up and down axis. And um, cast target, they can also be used, like we said, to find out if it's tilted, the whole system or the scope. That's interesting. So you know, we talked a little bit about, okay, scopes are heavier. They're super tough. They're reliable. They're repeatable. Price point, you know, a lot of people think, I can't afford a Night Force Optic. Um, they're, they're out of my, out of my realm of affordability, but RSHV line, you know, starts in that 900 ish price point and we have four optic families. Well, no, we have yeah, four, seven, four main, four main yeah. optic families and then we have the competition line. So SHV, you know, shooter hunter varmeter is what that stands for. And that line starts, you know, with our three to 10, I think mm-hmm. around 900 or a thousand dollars. And it's a fantastic opti- right. optic. Um, so it's not like Night Force is a product that everyone can't own. Um, and we've made it that way to where there is a family of optics for every shooting discipline um, and and every type of hunting or shooting sports you might want to engage in. Yeah, or, you know, unlike a lot of companies that kind of start at a low level and kind of claw their way up, we started at let's build a quality product that's durable, that's going to work, and over time, you know, that was our NXS, which we still have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fantastic product that we've, you know, there's a ton of them out there. But, uh, you know, as time goes on, we learn things. Our engineers get smarter. We, you know, pe- the market changes. So we actually had the ATAC R line. So what is the absolute best? You know, what's taking lessons learned? What are people doing? So we had our ATAC R line uh, development and uh, fantastic products sitting right here in front of us. And, uh, but from there, the SHV line was, let's not, you know, it wasn't a starting product line for us and clawed our way up. It was, let's take the elements that make a durable scope, maybe simplify some of the options. Everybody's not shooting 1,000, 1,200 yards all the time. Uh, they may not need an extensive amount of clicks per turn or, you know, a digital illumination and analog might be okay. Uh, so simplify features, simplify the number of options available to where we can make them, you know, make more of them in a longer run instead of more specialized, almost a custom approach and uh, get the price down so we get a quality durable product you know, not just making something cheap and trying to make it make it fit a price point. So, mm-hmm. and the, I mean, all of the same testing on every every scope family. So we have the the SHV is kind of that more entry level optic, still a feature rest, it, uh, still a feature rich optic. Um, it has a zero set, zero set. Mm-hmm. instead of a zero stop, which is still is you know you still have a, that defined stop there, um, and it still has illumination. Mm-hmm. Um, still has, you know, all of your parallax features. You have your, um, it's got good glass, yeah. it tracks. I mean, it, it, it's just a very good usable scope yeah. for what most people, 
what most casual shooters or a hunter might need. It's even uh, you guys even have your own. What is that? Uh, not duplex. What do you call it? Reticle. The, the force plex. Mm-hmm. You guys even have a force plex. You guys even have a force plex reticle in that optic for those people that that don't really like the MIL-C or the MOAR and don't really want all of that going on in the optic. It, it's a really simple, very intuitive optic for someone that wants a lot of great features at a great price right. point with functionality. But then, you know, you guys last year just launched, well, no, two years ago now. Two years ago, yeah. The NX8 line, which is a more compact version Feature-rich optic still has a lot of you know those ED glass features, um, lighter rim to or shorter rim to rims like twelve inches rim to rim on those scopes. The, on the, on the power. Twenty power, yeah. It, and then you know twenty-eight ounces, so you lightened them, you shortened them, kept the features, put in some ED glass in there, and it's a price point-driven scope. You know, you're nineteen to twenty-one hundred dollars on those scopes, and you know, guys are winning competitions with these things. Right. Hunters are loving them. I mean, you can't, can't keep them in stock. It's it's the NXS of today. I mean, yeah. the the NXS came out in 1999, and you know, it's had a has it had a great run, and it's still doing well. But you know, again, markets evolve. People are doing more stuff. They have different expectations of their scope. So the NX8 is taking the lessons learned of the NXS, lessons learned from the ATAC car and the SHV and feedback from people like yourself and competitors in the field. And, you know, a lot of people want it. Okay, the NXS is great. The ATAC car is great. We want a little smaller, a little lighter. We like some of these features, but maybe we don't need some of those things in it. And, uh, you know, looking at where's the price that's value for what all that has to offer. And, yeah, the NX8 is in less than two years become our most popular product line. Um, Cause it does a lot of things for a lot of people at a price that's a little more attractive than an ATAC R. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. I've been running my four to 32 and it's, it's kind of become my go-to it's, it's available in an F1 and an F2. So if you want a first or a second focal plane and that's, you know, that's one great thing you guys offer your scopes, whether you're running mills or minutes, mm-hmm. you have a, couple varieties of reticle options. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your mill C is kind of that standard crosshair looking configuration with, um, if you're running a mills, it's in, it's in two tenths. No. Yeah. Two yeah, tenths. Two tenths, yep, two tenths. Yep. And then, um, your MOAR in that configuration is running the one MOA spacing. One MOA spacing. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, then you also have more advanced reticles. So you have your mill XT, which is more of that Christmas tree, which is what really XT kind of stands right. for. So mm-hmm. if you guys are doing a combination of dialing, you know, if you're running a 6.5 Creedmoor at 1,500 yards and you run out of elevation travel on your turret, then you can use those those reticle holds and with the XT, you have the option of also holding wind accurately. So that scope is really going to buy you some distance. Right. You touched on the, the Forceplex reticle, which is just about as simple as you can get with just straight up crosshairs. And then MOAR, great reticle, and MIL-C, like we're calling them more intelligent reticles. So the XT kind of takes all of that and amplifies it and gives you more wind data. So you can hold elevation and wind at the same time if you so need to. Instead of floating into space, like MIL-C, if you're holding elevation and wind, you might float in space when you're trying to hold the wind, and and that XT really defines it. Yeah, the XT takes the the same grid or pattern from the MIL-C, and then the evolution of that is the mill XT and added basically wind holds to the below the elevation stadia or below the windage stadia. So you can hold those elevation and wind corrections at the same time. 
And so for those people that want to get really crazy with reticles, you guys also offer Tremor 3. And Sean, you're, <laughs> you can teach a three-day course on the Tremor 3 reticle. I mean, it is feature-rich. Yeah, there, there's a lot uh, lot to it. You know, it uh, it's a reticle that's very popular with the military. There's a lot of capabilities for rapid ranging, and there's some time-of-flight-based wind dots and mover leads, and there are a lot of cool functionalities to them that at first might be a little intimidating to maybe a less educated shooter, but uh, if you take the time to learn about it, it does offer a lot of capability um, but it's not for everybody. So, and you know, as as we say, reticles help sell rifle scopes. You know, that's why we have from simple to full crazy, depending on what somebody might be comfortable with, and their application will drive what they're looking for. Um, it's something we pay a lot of attention to. You know, we've we're always tweaking and changing and getting feedback. What? Why do you like this reticle? Why? You know, what can we do different to make it better? How can we make? You know, at the end of the day, we're trying to help people be faster or more accurate or both. And you know, our reticles over the years, as we kind of showed this week, from the old granddaddy NPR two and what mm-hmm. the mill dot reticle to now, we're talking about mill XTs and MYRs and tremors and things like that. Um, you know, the precision rifle world, regardless of how you're using them keeps evolving and people keep wanting more. And, you know, it's, um, one of the, it's kind of a joke at times, you know, somebody comes to, Oh, I got a reticle idea. You'll sell a million of them. It's like, well, everybody has great reticle ideas. It's mm-hmm. kind of shifting that everybody has great ideas. It's, um, but we're kind of looking for what are people, okay, everybody's giving this feedback. Well, what are the common themes? And so mm-hmm. like the mill XT people were asking for, you know, I want more precise holdover points, but maybe not quite as much information as a tremor three. So it kind of bridges the gap there. Like, Amongst many other examples of reticles that we've tweaked, you know, we have a service rifle scope. The AMU is like, well, we want to change this. Okay, do a reticle for them. You know, the F-Class guys wanted some tweaks when we came out with that scope, made some changes for them. And so we were trying to be receptive to the community at large that's using our product and just keep optimizing it to help people use it better. And even as a sister company, we have the Horus reticle. So we have the H-59 and... Carlos, like, that's your wheelhouse, the H-59. Yeah, it was. Um, I went from the H-59 to the Tremor 3, back to the H-59, and, and then I started using the Mil-XT. Uh, Sean introduced me to it, and we shot a couple of matches with it. Just, um, I like the Tremor 3. I like the Horus Radicals. I like the H-59, and just the XT was a little bit more in my wheelhouse because maybe I don't need all the features from the Tremor 3, but I mm-hmm. do need a... Uh, kind of like a grid-ish pattern mm-hmm. so for making wind corrections and even uh, maybe seeing my impact low and left or something like that. I can now very accurately measure that in my reticle and make a correction on my elevation turret if I needed to. The H-59 also has the rapid ranging bars, which is unique to itself. Carlos, tell everybody just like a brief overview of how that works and how it's intuitive in a hunting application. Right, right. So it basically it's... Uh, incremented steps starting at a mill value going down to another mill value, uh, stepping in um, even increments. If you have a target at a known size, at an unknown distance, and you could bracket them between the windage stadia and that rapid ranging bar, that rapid ranging bar has a mill value. And then you can now do a either a, a formula and find out the estimated range to that target. It was made to rapidly engage targets of a known size, more for like a tactical or military application, but can also be used in a hunting field application if you know the approximate size of a target. Yeah, like for example, your rangefinder goes down because it's too foggy. Too foggy. The weather conditions aren't 
great. And I mean, there's a lot of hunters that have been in the situation where you can't get a range on an animal and, you know, how do you accurately engage that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, this could make it a lot better guessing. Yep. Yep. You know, so, I mean, it's it's pretty darn accurate as far as your ability to to actually range that if right. you know the rough size. If you know the size, yeah. So like if you can make a brisket to shoulder, brisket to back measurement on an animal, I mean... It's it's better than nothing, especially like what you said. If your rangefinder goes down, and if you're all the way out there, like you, you got to improvise, you got to find a way. So you can kind of extrapolate it or plug it into a formula, and the rapid ranging bars make that a little bit more easy to do. There's also an apps out there that will do that. Um, if you take the measurement, there's also apps out that are out there that can do that for you too. If plugging it into the formula. Gotcha. And the Horus app, like you guys have a, a Horus Ballistic app, is free. It is. So if you have that, if you have that reticle in your optic, regardless of who the optic manufacturer is, you can actually download that app on your phone and interact and, and learn more how to better efficiently use your reticle with that app. So it's pretty awesome that uh, you guys offer that um, for those people that are diehard Horus users. So um, and it makes it a lot easier just to get all of your data, get it quickly and, and have it accurately. And it actually even does some angle compensation in there um, in that app as well. Mm -hmm. So um, a lot of cool tools for hunters if you want them in there right? Without a, without a fee. So in our optic families, we have the Shooter Hunter Varmeter. We have the NX8, NXS, ATAC-R, and then there's also the family of competitive shooting. So... Um, some of our bench rest scopes I'm not as familiar with. So, Sean, maybe walk us through what we have on some of those. So, history of the company-wise, the original big scope family that we have was the Night Force Varmeter. Um, you know, there was one actually in the factory. Somebody's still using it, just sent it in to get checked up uh, while we were here this week. But uh, the evolution of that scope in a high magnification, you know, that original scope was anything from a 2.5 to 10 or 12 to 42 the high magnification versions of that became popular in some of the target shooting world. And that original scope family actually lives on as our Night Force Benchrest family. We have H32 and 12 to 42 model. Um, it's a great you know, precision scope on a little bit more affordable budget relative to some of our other target scopes that we have now. So it's a it's an old girl, but it still works really well. Very loyal customer base. The Night Force Benchrest has probably set more Benchrest records than anything else out there. I mean, it, um, people shooting little groups at close and long distance with that scope. Uh, and then we have, again, lessons learned over time. There are competition models. So we have a 1555 and then a fixed four and a half power in that family. And those are a little more specific competition driven not just generic oh shoot matches with it there are 1555 is a high magnification for that f class or taking benchrest guys hey i want something a little bit different um that longer range precise game high magnification real fine turrets real fine reticles and then like our four and a half power was something that was developed from the military marksmanship teams when the service rifle rules changed a few years ago, where you know, to us, to our company, competitive shooting in all disciplines that use rifle scopes is important to us. So when they came to us saying, hey, we we're, want something from you guys because we know we can trust it. We know we can use the turrets on it you know, to replace our iron sights. Well, that's what that four and a half power came from was to fit that narrow rule set. Is it a huge market? No, but it's important to us enough to do something like that. So that, 
Oh, go ahead. And we even have, um, for other, like, three-gun competitors or people mm-hmm. that want to hunt dangerous game or somebody that's running a carbine, we have that. We even have the NX-8 in a 1-8 to and the ATAC-R in a 1-8 to for those people that want to do that. And, and you guys are setting that up with incredible features inside the reticle that are really customized to specific shooting sports. So like the focal point of your eye on a low magnification is different than what you would see if you max out the optic on an eight power. So some of those smaller lines on an F1, you're not picking up with your eye on that one power, but when you need them, when you, when you, when you increase that magnification to that eight, you pick up those lines, you can see those features that you need without it being too busy in the optic. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they're, those scopes aren't specific competition scopes, but they excel at that. Uh, I use a one to eight for a variety of carbine-based match-type shooting. Um, it's a lot of our products, you know, the NX8 and the ATAC are particularly these days have a home in the competitive world as much as they do in other arenas. Um, you know, whether you're shooting a three-gun match or on a patrol carbine or a soldier on a on his rifle, you know, that one to eight as it sits, we don't have to make all these unique configurations. Uh, we've been able to to make something that, you know, out of the box is ready to go for each that, you know, people are wanting to be fast and accurate. And we try to take the time and look at how can we make reticles, what features are needed that work for all of those. That's everything you need, but nothing that you don't. And the illumination on our optics, I mean, on our ATAC R's, you literally just press a button Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you press a button, you turn it on and you have two color options for your illumination. You can run red or you can run green. You can adjust the brightness levels on these, uh, on the ATAC R specifically, like super intuitive, very easily. Um, And even on the SHV, you just spin the dial um, and it goes from different illumination levels. So every, every, every revolution is a pause and then another level of brightness and, you know, we're taking these scopes now to Sweden. Our other, our other sister company is Light Force Optics. And so Yogi and I have a really cool green light that we actually mount on top of our optic. And when we're pig hunting, you know, we, we, we can spot our pigs and then like do this cool stock, get close, flip on the green light, have the illuminated reticle. My light's green, my reticle's red, and we're engaging these shots and, you know, we're shooting pigs at night. And it's a really inexpensive way to get into the night hunting game. Right. Like super affordable. Anybody can afford, like I was looking at between night vision and thermals with you guys. We were talking about that game this week and we're talking a minimum investment on that stuff, like six grand. And you can be literally hunting at night with the accessories that the night force light force family offer um at at a really really inexpensive price point it's 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 included with the optic it's pretty awesome but just that all of our scopes pretty much have that illumination feature um is awesome like you know if you want to have that light low light setting if you just want an extra degree of crispness if if you want an extra degree of crispness in your in your view like your field of view, that's that's in the optic and that's built in to whatever comfort level you want and, and like the color, you know, just being able to change those colors and stuff is, man, it's a game changer. Yeah, mm-hmm. It can be used in a, a, a wide variety of arenas for hunting, for tactical use and everything like that. Like on a first focal plane, if you're on low magnification, you can hit your uh, digital illumination or your analog illumination in the SHV and just be able to see your reticle a little bit more clearly on lower magnification with the aid of that illumination. Um, also, if you have a cluttered background, a dark background or something like that, it'll be, or any kind of environment that it'll be hard to see your reticle 
in a in a cluttered background. You can flip on your illumination if you needed it to make sure that you get the right subtension or use your reticle in the fullest capacity, regardless of the time of day or night. Um, and you know things like that illumination. I mean, we've had them since day one as well. You know that's what what's cool about our company. We're coming up on thirty years next year, but from day one, you know, it was uh, you're know, talking about night hunting. Our founder, uh, owner and founder, um, you know night hunt in Australia and he still does to this day and it's a passion for him. So things like that were, you know, he was trying to solve problems or how could he be better, more effective in what he's doing. And, you know, from day one, those are things that he's wanted innovation and how, how can we add these features and things like the Digiloom that's easy to adjust and give that, you know, tailor the, the scope to your user experience to, to be better. Well, we were messing around at my house, but like two summers ago, Carlos, I think right. you were there yeah. and we put that light on one of the optics and we were shooting steel at 200 yards oh, yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the night. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. That was really cool. Um, and, uh, like for coyote hunting, bobcat hunting, you know, whatever hog hunting, like that's, that's a great way to get into that nighttime hunting or nighttime shooting game without, without going to the thermal, without going to the the infrared. And, you know, it's a fun way to shoot your firearm and, and, and hunt effectively even. It's, was, it's been game-changing for me as far as the pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I love pig hunting at night. It's a, we, my husband and I just, we eat it up. And it's really cool that our founder, Ray, um, you know, he literally put himself through dental school fox hunting in Australia. And... Like this man lives and breathes hunting. Like, I don't know. I mean, just to have that kind of background in a company of somebody who's a true end user that saw a need in the market and that really is invested in being the best and most efficient at that is, you know, it's transformed the optics market. And, you know, you guys are seeing it with so many contracts. And not only that, but like people think Night Force is a military brand. It's really not. The heart and soul of Nightforce Optics comes from hunting, really. And um, that's transformed into us, you know, trying to be the best we can be for everyone, whether they're a hunter, they're a competitor, they're in law enforcement or military. You know, it, you don't get a second chance on a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And when you know, Scope leaves the factory at Nightforce, you know, every scope's been touched and everybody has, you know... Um, that's been in that process, you know, there's a specific person that inspects it and they put their initial on that scope. That person is saying, okay, whatever your mission is, I've done everything I can to make sure it's as successful as possible. And they put that scope in a box and that there's a lot of meaning behind that. Mm -hmm. It's uh, we're, we are a company of, of passion of people that are, you've been here to Idaho multiple times. I mean, you see it. I mean, here you see pictures, you know, coming up to you. Hey, look at the elk I got. Look mm-hmm. at the deer I got. Look at what my kid's elk looks like. Um, you know, it, it's from, you know, the entry person that just walked through the door to the 20 year plus veterans. I mean, it's everybody's passionate about that shooting and hunting experience. And even if we don't do it all the time, um, just the fact that, that, you know, being part of the industry, being part of that community, um, and then understanding who these customers are, like it's, you know, nobody wants anything to go out the door that's not ready to go. And, you know, 
getting a fight over trying to change that. You know, that's just not something we're not chasing production numbers to hit a quota. We're chasing, we're getting the best product out every time. And if it sometimes takes a little longer, that's okay because we don't want to go out the door, not ready to go. And, uh, you know, from our owner to everybody in between, you know, that's just, that's who we are. And that's one, that's one thing about the innovation with night force. You guys have, you know, the NX eight launched two years ago. We have multiple optics families, but everything that goes into every one of them, I mean, it's been engineered and thought through and planned and, and nothing is a six month process with night force. I mean, it, and it might be frustrating like to the consumer, like we want this now <laughs> and you in, and, and night force is great. Like you can call it and give your ideas to night force. Like you guys are, you want to hear that feedback. Like, please tell us what your needs are. Please tell us how we can build a better scope or what we can do different to serve you, our customer, but you might hear something. It might take a little while to get it done because when you do it, we do it absolutely right. And there's a lot that goes into, you know, when we launch a product, we launch it with a hundred percent confidence. Right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot to say and a lot of pride behind the product and the, the process there's, it is a process and it's not just so easy to be like, okay, I need to take all these features and I need to build a whole new scope around. It's like, we're doing it right. Mm -hmm. Like you said, we're going to take the time. We're not going to cut the corners. We're going to make sure that every product that goes out the door has that stamp of approval. It has that initial night four sticker on it that says, I'm putting my name on this. And there's a lot that rides on that at the factory. We see that. And it's, uh, it's just a pride. It's, it's how we built our brand. Night force is coming on 30 years this year. Like 2022 is 30 years of night force optics. And the first optic I bought as an adult was a night force optic. And, uh, I wish I still had it. I lost it in a breakup, uh, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. But, uh, it was the first scope I bought with my own money. And, uh, I had no idea then, you know, where I would be sitting today. Um, but for me personally, you know, the first time I came to the night force factory and I met everybody at the factory, like, these are my people, you know, everybody's hunting, everybody's fishing, they're outdoors, they, they're shooting sports, like, and they pay attention. Like when people win a trophy with a night force scope or people, you know, take a big elk or a big deer or their first elk or their first deer, you know, whatever it is, the, the people that build these scopes, they take a, an, an immeasurable amount of pride in that, that they're part of that success and they're part of that journey. And, um, that goes through with the product that you can feel that in the company culture. And, um, I feel that like even just being affiliated with night force, when, when people on our shooting team are successful, when someone comes back from a successful hunt, like I feel that pride as well. Like I'm a part of this and it makes you really feel like you're part of a team. And when you have a night force scope on your rifle, it's, it's being, it means something, you know, it, it truly does. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we, we've talked about the, the culture and the passion and the pride and, you know, we feel it's led to a, a standard of excellence that's unmatched in the industry, uh, particularly optics industry, um, that, yeah, regardless of whether you're doing that or you're on the line at a national championship or you're on that hunt of a lifetime, just having one, you're, you're part of that family and you're part of experiencing the quality product and, you know, having the confidence that, you know, because you have one, yeah, it's an enabler, lets you do things that you previously thought was impossible. We do it all the time. Like take somebody with this very rifle. I've done it, you know, lay down behind it and, you know, never, I'm 
I've never thought I could hit a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. Like we just did it. Like look how easy it was. Now there's a little homework to it if you want to do it regularly, but it is an enabler yeah. for whether you're going on the hunt of a lifetime or you're just going to the range and having fun with it. Um, you know, they're, they're products that work. We want you to enjoy it and pursue your own passion. You know, and if, especially if it involves a rifle scope. Well, I had that this year with my husband. Like, you know, he's he's a hunter and he shoots, but he's never done any long range shooting. And, you know, when, when we started dating and eventually obviously got married, um, to be able to take him and put him behind one of my rifles and he is nailing steel at 820, 830, like just ding, ding. As you can see his whole, you can see him light up. He's like, it's, it's such an accomplishment that you can take a firearm and get that level of accuracy and repeatability out of your optic combination. Um, it's life-changing. It's such a confidence booster, and it's so much fun. There's so many shooting sports that we're all doing now. Like for me, I've been shooting NRL Hunter um, and, and regular NRL matches, um, which if you guys haven't shot NRL Hunter, it's really cool. You walk up to these stages and you're totally blind. You have four minutes. You have to find your targets, range estimate them, um, kind of build a, a course of fire plan. Like how are you going to engage the targets, build a shooting position, and then shoot those shoot those targets accurately. Um, and they can be anywhere basically from the muzzle to around 1,100 yards usually at those um, and. They're totally blind. So you have four minutes to accomplish this stuff. And as a hunter, like you will learn so much at these matches. Um, Sean, you shoot a lot of extreme long range as well. So shoot, shoot a variety of stuff. Um, also a lot of field shooting, you know, there's team versions to that same game. And um, yeah, the, at the end of the day, what the, even if you don't consider yourself a top level competitor, you still learn stuff on the application of your gear, how to be faster, how to actually use it to find targets and orient yourself to the world and then orient your gun on the target. And then understanding the cycle of, you know, how do I hit that target? Okay. You have to have good data. You have to, okay, we ranged it. Now we got the range. Now, how do I, man- what do I need information wise to do that? And then the time component really shows like, Oh, I'd actually need to practice this. And so that if you do, have a real world application, particularly on the hunting side is where a lot of this actually got started. You know, guys wanting a practical practice or experience to, you know, to work on what it would be like if, Oh, there's a deer in the field. I only have two minutes or a minute to figure this out. Uh, 30 seconds. Exactly. (laughs) It it gives you that, you know, that. He's uh, going into the timber. (laughs) Exactly. No, but it, but if you, you know, if you know your gun squared away, you know your data, you can figure out the range. Like you're not panicking, you're in control and yeah. you feel, okay, I'm at, I can actually handle this. I got this versus uh, what happens and, you know, you, you lose out on it. So I usually hunt with my arm board on and I, a lot of people are like, what's up with the football playbook on your arm, Titus? <laughs> and, and I get a little flack from it, but I like, I'm ready to roll. Like if mm-hmm. I have my arm board on my arm, I check my atmospherics when I get, well, I confirm zero, check my, check my atmospherics, make sure my data is good. Um, and I roll with that on my arm. It does not come off my arm. <laughs> and that way I'm, if I find an animal, I can range it and I can dial whatever it is I need to dial. And I know that I'm point of aim, point of impact accurate with all things considered. Like obviously we have wind considerations and things like that, that, you know, oftentimes we have to account for, but man, and knowing you can do this, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can just sit and dial <laughs> yeah. this and, and some Sounds people good. it's super cringy. They're like, oh my gosh, don't twist that so much. Yeah. And a lot of people that aren't used to dialing are super freaked out. Is it going to return to zero? 
is it going to be where I want it to be when I'm done dialing that knob around? And that's one great thing about Night Force. You can hear these clicks. They're audible. Uh, not so bad. It was like in a freak out wild game. So don't worry about that, guys. Um, but you can feel them, you know, so there's a textile component to it. And then, you know, there's an audible component to it. And um, I call it the silky, silky ratchet. ratchet. Yeah. Someone has that silky ratchet feel. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's positive. You know, you know, you, you again, you feel confident. Okay, I need two mils. I need 10 minutes on the gun. That's, yeah, that's there. And, uh, like I said, it's it's all about confidence. Confidence mm-hmm. is the enabler for for your success, regardless of what you're doing. Yeah. And so, yeah, the you know, we put a lot of time and attention into that kind of stuff, and that's those little details that sometimes it takes a little longer, but so that when it does come out, it's like, oh yeah, this is this is a solid piece of kit. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to get a Night Force optic, there's dealers. You guys mm-hmm. have a huge dealer base. We have over 500 dealers in the country. Mm-hmm. So you guys can go to a Cabela's or a Bass Pro or another retailer, um, whether it be online or or somewhere else. And and um, Night Force, you know, if you want a specific Night Force optic and you go to the website, if you call them at the factory, they're going to refer you to a dealer. So um, I think the biggest thing is is once you figure out what optic you want. Um, you might have to do a little research on who has that optic that you also want. So, you know, maybe maybe the gun store down the street might not have the particular right. optic reticle combination that you want. But maybe if you go to a Cabela's or a Bass Pro or get online, um, one of those retailers, you know, probably will have that optic in stock. Right. And that's a, that's a huge commitment. Like, this is an investment. It's a very... It's a big investment for someone like me. So our customer service team is always standing by. And we don't want to just, like, we don't want to just be known as, like, the people that you call if you need a repair or something like that. Like, we are very passionate on the customer service team to get you the right scope with the right reticle and the right features that you need. And then help you find where it's going to be. And also part of our job, very fortunate, we actually go out and we train the counter staff at Cabela's and Bass Pro and all those guys. And uh, it, that's gone leaps and bounds to actually be up in front of them and show them, hey, this is what you, this is how you talk about this product, and just show them how to use the product. So it's um, it's always have customer service in your back pocket if you need help making that reticle and scope. Yeah. And then uh, on our website, uh, we have a dealer locator. So Mm -hmm. if you're in an area, you can look and see who's, you know, the 10 closest dealers to you and where some of those larger big box stores might be at, uh, as well as some links to the online guys. But uh, yeah, we, we, uh, uh, we really stress, you know, we have a great dealer base that works hard to make sure they have the product to, to get the access to it. And we're always shipping product, you know, sometimes stuff may get a little hard to get what hasn't been the last couple of yeah, years, everything's exactly. a shortage, but uh, we've really worked hard to get the vast majority of our products regularly shipped out. Uh, we've never stopped shipping. We've never stopped shipping because, you know, we've been extremely fortunate to have military business, but we've never stopped shipping in the commercial market just because that showed up. Mm-hmm. We've, we've worked with them to, Hey, we can do this for you because we also have this other stuff that's also important to us. So, um, so we're, they're always out there. Uh, sometimes it may take take a little longer to get or you may have to call around a little bit more to find what you want but uh we're always shipping and yeah our, our dealers are our partners in getting product to the consumer so if you guys want to do a deep dive into the optics families and what 
combinations there are within each optic family because there's a there's a significant amount. Um, go on the nightforestoptics.com website. Also, you guys have some in, informative videos on there if you guys want to learn how to, you know, set the zero set, set zero stops because there's a couple different types of turret configurations on the optics. They're all very intuitive. I can learn how to do it. Anybody can learn how to do it and be comfortable operating these scopes. And um, it's it, they're an optic that you don't want to be intimidated by. They're extremely user-friendly. Um, and and on my um, YouTube channel, PursueTheWild.com, you guys can go on there. I have some really awesome videos um, that I teamed up with Kestrel to film that teach you how to set up ballistic software. So, you know, what are the steps in getting the data to understand what to dial this turret. Those videos are short. They're super easy and they'll walk you through that and you guys can go on there and watch that and and really be taking this to the field and being successful in a very short order. You know, once you learn how to how to run your data software in your Kestrel, it's minutes. It's so easy. Like it is so easy and it's so easy to learn how to use it and it's it's so worth the time investment, especially just to have that confidence, point of aim, point of impact accuracy, and to walk in the field and know, you know, within within most reason, you know, if if you need to make that shot of a lifetime on on an animal, um, if you're in military and, and you are defending our country or whatever your competition of your lifetime, or you're out just plinking for fun, this scope is going to deliver a tremendous amount of accuracy. Obviously, it always goes down to the shooter. <laughs> a little bit there, a little bit of driver air on some mm-hmm. of that, but it's the optic is amazing. And, you know, I thank you guys for everything that you do for the shooting community, for freedom, because you guys are a big part of, of people being free as well and, and, and hunting success. Like, I've had some of the best memories of my life are being behind a night force scope and... You know, when you walk into the factory, like it's pretty cool to to see where that all starts and look at the hands and the people working there and and know that they take as much pride in that moment as as we all do. So I thank you guys for that. Huh? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Swag. You guys are now like if you're a night force shooter and you guys love night force, you guys now have tons of swag online, right? Yep. We've uh the last year um really been working to expand some of those offerings. So you go on our website, available to purchase right there on the store, you know, hats, shirts, jackets, and we're always coming up with new things. Um so if there's stuff you want, let us know. We're always listening for more. But um, yeah, there's a, a lot of great options, um, different sizes, ladies' cuts of stuff. Oh yeah, which for I know sure. Is often Tons of ladies' stuff. Concern some more feminine colors, and obviously some more traditional outdoorsy or stuff available. But uh, yeah, check it out on the website, and you can find find something that might be just right for you. Yeah, and um, we're celebrating 30 years this year, guys. I mean, <laughs> this is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. 30 years of rugged, reliable, repeatable. It's it's exciting. It's, it's a journey, you know, for me, it's been 10 years. So about a third of that, but, right. uh, you know, we have a few employees that have been there for two thirds of that. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot to be excited about. We're, we're not stopping. We're not sitting on our haunches. Um, you know, the future is bright for us and we're really, uh, we're really looking forward to what the next 30 years looks like. Absolutely. And if you guys haven't go on nightforceoptics.com website, check out their swag, check out their scope families, Find something that's right for you. If you have questions 
about an optic and you don't know what to buy or you're conflicted or confused, call customer service. There's people down there right now that are totally talk you through your your buying decision and help you find the right optic for your application and what your shooting style is and what you want to do with the optic and make it super easy. So um, 30 years is, is a huge deal. So uh, I want to thank you all for joining us from our hotel room somewhere <laughs> in Idaho. <laughs> Where else do podcasts happen? Uh, at the Holiday Inn for this episode of the Wild and Uncut podcast. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you uh, next time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening to the Wild and Uncut podcast. If you would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe to my Pursue the Wild digital series on YouTube and follow me at Christy Titus on Facebook and Instagram.